Ladies and gentlemen, we spoke in existence here on Locked On Longhorns. Trill Carter is headed to the 40 Acres. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on Longhorns, the show. Jonathan Davis, your host. Today's episode of Locked on Longhorns is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. On today's episode of Locked on Longhorns, we are talking about the transfer portal. Trill Carter has committed to the University of Texas, and I think there are still two positions on this Texas football team that Steve Sarkeesian and this Texas football staff can dip into the transfer portal to help improve this roster. We discuss all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. But first, I want to talk about Trill Carter, and I think this is a huge, literally huge pickup for Steve Sarkeesian and his staff in the portal. When you talk about Trill Carter, this is somebody that has been an excellent run defender on an excellent run defense the last two years. And I did an episode on Trill Carter last week talking about him being a need when I saw that he was visiting the University of Texas. And there were people in my YouTube comments saying we didn't need him. And then on Twitter yesterday, which I'm on frequently, after he committed, there were a few people saying that they didn't think we needed Trill Carter. And I'm trying to figure out as a Texas football team or fan base, when we got to the point to where we decided we didn't need talent, right? Like we have a decade's worth of data that tells us we need all of the talent and the depth we can get on this football team. It reminds me of last year, completely different circumstance, better player, but it reminds me of last year when Jordan Addison became available and maybe he was never coming to the University of Texas to begin with. But there were people saying we didn't need Jordan Addison because we had Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, Isaiah Nayor, and Ajay Hall after Jordan Addison won the Bolitnikoff Award, right? <laughs> like, like I said, you can never have enough talent. You can never have enough depth. You can never have enough money, right? That's the three things you can always get more of, right? And I love this move to bring in Trill Carter because I thought we were a really good run defense last year. And to improve on that or to continue that, you have to bring in players like Trill Carter. And it's hard to bring in really good players in the trenches to your football team via the transfer portal because the trenches are such a big part of every football team. It's the foundation of every football team. And if you have really good players that are big guys up front that help you win the line of scrimmage, you typically do whatever you can to not let them leave the building. And I thought a big reason why our defense was so much improved from 2021 to 2022 was the ability to stop the run. In 2021, I mean, it looked like, especially in the second half, we could not stop the run at all. And that's why we blew so many second half leads. And you could say that, you know, maybe the offense didn't sustain drives enough. So that's why the defense was on the field so much and they couldn't stop the run. Or you can just say the defense wasn't good enough to stop the run. I think both are true. But you came back in 2022. DeMarvian Overshone was better. Jalen Ford was an All-American. And you had those big boys up front. And Keandre Coburn, Byron Murphy, Tamandre Sweat, and Moral Ojimo that really did a good job of shutting down opposing offenses run games and forcing them to throw the ball more than they wanted to. Now that came back to bite you in games like Texas tech and Oklahoma state. But for the most part, you did a really good job of shutting down the other teams run games and containing their passing game. That's why you improved on five and seven in 2021 to eight and five in 2022. And like I said, all last year, the run defense was really good. I thought the run defense was amazing in the orange and white game on Saturday. And now your run defense just got even better bringing in Trill Carter. And I love this move for three reasons. The first reason is 
as I said before, he's an excellent run defender on an excellent run defense for the last two years. The Minnesota Golden Gophers in the Big Ten were a top 20 run defense in the country the last two years. Trill Carter was not the sole reason for that, but he was a really big, literally big reason for that, being a plus run defender for a top 20 run defense for the Minnesota Golden Gophers the last two seasons as a starter. Another reason I love this move is because last year as a starter for Minnesota, he played over 500 snaps, and that is a lot for a big 300-pound, three-technique defensive tackle, right? If he comes to a, come into the University of Texas, he's now going to be in a rotation of at least Tamandre Sweat, Byron Murphy, and Alfred Collins rather than being a starter. So I expect him to go from 500-plus snaps played last year to somewhere hovering between 300 and 400 snaps. And I believe any player that's 300-plus pounds, the less you use them, the more efficient and productive they will be in the opportunities you do give them, right? So I think he's going to be an excellent run defender regardless, but now I think you'll see more pass rushing punch from Trill Carter because he's going to be fresher in the opportunities that he does get. And we saw last year that, you know, we didn't get a lot of sacks from the interior defensive line, but they did a, such a good job of creating pressure on opposing quarterbacks from the inside. And like I said, I think with Trill Carter playing, you know, around 300 to 400 snaps rather than 500 plus snaps like he did last year as a starter at Minnesota, he'll be even better in the opportunities he gets at the 40 acres. And then it's depth as well, right? Right now, he's in a rotation with Sweat, Murphy, and Collins. Maybe if you want to add to that with Broughton, Aaron Bryan, and Sadir Mitchell. But I think bringing in Trill Carter allows you to bring them along a little more slowly, right? And allow them to be, you know, bigger parts of the rotation next season. But if somebody, you know, in front of Trill Carter was to get injured, he's proven that he can be a plus starter at the Power 5 level. So it gives you a really good rotation piece, but somebody that can also come in and be a starter if you have to deal with injuries throughout the course of the season. And the third reason I love it is because it's a two-year investment, right? He has two years of eligibility left. So this year, he could serve as a really strong rotation piece next to Collins, Murphy, and Sweat. But next year, he can compete for a starting job, maybe alongside Sadir Mitchell. And then you have depth in Vernon Broughton and Aaron Bryan, and you can fortify the depth in that room via the transfer portal or your recruiting class. So this year, really good rotation depth piece. Next year, in the second year, under Pete Kukowski's system, he could be a really good starter for this Texas football team. So I love what they've done, bringing in Trill Carter. I love what they've done in the transfer portal period this year, bringing in Jalen Catalan, an all-SEC performer at the safety position. A.D. Mitchell, one of the best receivers in the country, somebody that has shined in the biggest games, a two-time national champion with four touchdown receptions in four college football playoff games. Gavin Holmes, a two-year starter in the ACC at the cornerback position. And then, like I said, Trill Carter, an excellent run defender that has been a starter on an excellent run defense the last two years at Minnesota. The talent and the depth on this football team screams at you at the University of Texas at the 40 acres. And it's why we are the overwhelming favorites to win the Big 12 this year. And it happens because you bring in very talented players like Trill Carter to your football team. A quick word from FanDuel, and then we're going to talk about two positions on this football team. I think the Texas staff can dip into the transfer portal to help improve. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, New customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. So it's very hard to go into the transfer portal and pick up 
really good players on the offensive line and the defensive line, right? Like I said, you know, being in the trenches, that's such a big part of everybody's football team, right? That's the foundation of everybody's football team. You cannot be successful without winning the line of scrimmage on the offensive side and the defensive side. But those are two positions that I still think on this Texas football team have some question marks, specifically the interior offensive line and then the edge position on the defensive line. So I'll start with the offensive line. And I think two positions on the offensive line are certified to me, right? And I always look at it as an equation, right? Each person on the offensive line or each starter is 20%. So you can go into a season, you know, kind of dictating how comfortable you are with your offensive line. At Kelvin Banks, at left tackle, we have a superstar. I'm comfortable with 20% of my offensive line in Kelvin Banks. Kristen Jones was a plus starter for us last year. I think he's only going to be better this year. I'm comfortable with him at right tackle. That's 40%. That's where it stops for me. I am not comfortable at this point with the interior offensive line. And what I saw on Saturday in the orange and white game, when I thought that unit just got whooped all day, regardless of who was in there, regardless of who the quarterback was, it was cause for concern. And I think you have a lot of very intriguing players, a lot of very young and talented players on this football team. But I think you need to bring in some experience depth to at least compete with them, right? If he's not good enough to play, then he won't play. But right now, I think you have question marks at all three positions on the interior offensive line. And it wouldn't hurt to bring in a depth piece to compete with those young guys that also brings in experience at the college football level, right? I think this Texas football team in the interior offensive line has not yet recovered from losing Junior Angelau last year, right? That was somebody they wanted to put at center. And I thought for the most part, the interior offensive line wasn't great. And he had another year of eligibility, right, coming back to play for Oregon this year. And I think he could have been a really good starter for the Texas football team this year. But when you look at it, Hayden Connor, I thought that, you know, he was good at times last year, but he left a lot to be desired. And right now he seems to be poised to be the starter at left guard again. And Big Nato is behind him. We've heard some really good things about him, but I'm not sure if he's ready to take over at that left guard spot. And even if he is, he has no college football experience to this point. When you talk about at center, I think Jake Majors, once again, can be good at times, but for the most part, leaves a lot to be desired. And behind him, they're trying out Connor Robinson and Cole Hudson, but those are two players that are natural guards trying to learn the center position. And then when you talk about the other guard position, DJ Campbell is your starter there right now, but he was hurt and missed the orange and white game. And we don't know what's going on with Cam Williams, if he's ready to play the guard position, if Cole Hudson is healthy, if he's ready to take that position over again, and how you know, productive they will be at the right guard position. So like I said, right now, going into the season, I'm only comfortable with 40% of the offensive line. And I think with any team, especially a team that's as loaded and talented offensively as the University of Texas, you need to go into the season comfortable with your offensive line play. Because I think no matter how much talent you have at the skill positions, no matter how much talent you have at quarterback, if you don't have a strong offensive line at all five positions, there's a ceiling to the amount of fireworks in production you can put on the field on offense so i think that we at least need to bring in a piece to compete in the interior offensive line at the center position at the guard positions or somebody that brings versatility because right now i'm not comfortable with anything on the interior offensive line and if i talk about it as an equation as of right now on april 18th i'm only comfortable with 40 percent of the offensive line and that is not great now let's move to the defensive line and talk about the edge position and i really love what you have in the interior defensive line and i thought bringing in trill carter really fortified that four-man unit and like i said if you want to dip into you know five or six then you have Vernon broughton uh sadir mitchell and aaron bryant behind those top four but when you look at what you have on the edges 
I think we're still at a position where we have some good players, but we don't have that standout player. Now, I think that Baron Sorrell definitely has the opportunity to take that next step in terms of a standout player, right? I think last year he had five and a half sacks. He's looking to be in that seven and a half, eight sack range, really, for me, to say he made significant improvement. He said he wants to be a double-digit sack guy, and of course that would be great for the Texas football team. But I think as long as he gets up to that seven and a half, eight sack range, then he's going to be one of the better edges in the Big 12. But outside of that, I don't know who else in the room you can say you can really count on this season to be a plus edge rush for you, right? Plus edge rusher for you. When Baron Sorrell goes out of the game, who's going to come in for him and will the production drop off? Is there going to be a huge drop off between Baron Sorrell and who's behind him? On the other side, Ethan Burke has shown the ability to be a productive pass rusher, but is he going to be a good enough run defender to allow you to keep him on the field long enough to show that you know, productivity in the pass rush game. When you talk about Justice Finkley, it seems like, you know, the narrative coming out of the building is he's too small and doesn't have the length to win against those bigger offensive tackles consistently and get a pass rush, even though he's really good in the run game. And I think behind that, you have a lot of talented and young, intriguing players similar to the offensive line, but nobody with the experience or nobody with a proven track record of production, right? They're just all really talented young players that are probably going to still have some growing pains, whether they're true freshmen, redshirt freshmen, or true sophomores. So I think you need to go into the transfer portal and bring in a edge rusher that has a proven track record of production. And if he's not good enough to play it over the young guys, he won't play, but somebody that you can bring in and expect to get four or five, maybe even six sacks this year. And whether he's behind Baron Sorrell and he comes in and kind of gives you a consistent rotation of edge rushers at that position, or he competes, with Ethan Burke and Justice Finkley on that other side. Like I said, I still think that we need some competition in that room. I think we have great players. I think we have really good players, but not a great player in that room. And the best teams can get a pass rush with four, right? The best defenses can get a pass rush with four. And I still don't think we're at that level yet. So that's why I think they need to go into the transfer portal and fortify the edge rush position, because I think you have question marks about who's behind Baron Sorrell. You have question marks about Justice Finkley and Ethan Burke. And then I think you need to go into the transfer portal and fortify the interior offensive line, because at least I have question marks about Jake Majors, uh, DJ Campbell, and... Hayden Connor. And I definitely have question marks about the players behind them because they have no on-field experience at the University of Texas. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked On Longhorns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hook them. Peace.